right, everybody. Hello and welcome back to the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we are here, just the two of us today. Uh, Zach with a welcome back to school plan that was a little unorthodox, unfortunately. Uh, he's a little bit tied up with work uh, these couple days here as we're trying to get the podcast going. Uh, that's just the reality we're going to be in here when we get back to the real life of running the podcast and football and school and everything. And that's just the way it's going to be. But we just got the two of us today, myself and Armin. Armin, maybe give everybody a little bit of uh, how do you do? What's been what's been keeping you busy? Hey, hey. so uh, I know you're going to mention it, but uh, we're in the fantasy season, of course. So uh, had a few drafts now. We're into a few and we got one tonight and uh, one coming up and then coaching football. I moved to a new position this year. I'm coaching the running backs. Receiver position. So trying to learn that and that's uh, been keeping me pretty busy as well, trying to make sure I'm on top of my game with the, with the running game here. Yeah. The boys, uh, the boys got a lot on the plate here in these next couple of weeks right now, but Hey, podcast is still on the priority list. We still getting it out there for everybody and still getting everybody prepared for the draft season. Yeah. We got uh, <clears> to <throat> talk Just about don't draft say season. that too loud in front of our principal. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talking about draft season. Um, man, we had our very first draft for the first time. Armin, myself, and Zach in the same draft. Doesn't happen very often, but it was our keeper league. And man, was it deja vu for me. I, I got paired up right beside Zach for the second year in a row. And I swear it's his goal just to troll me in these drafts. Last year, I was like, okay, yeah, like we just liked a lot of the same players. And it was just, okay, that sucks. This year, I think he was out to troll me. He knows my rankings. He knows who I like. It, uh, well, he did say one pick was for sure to troll you. Yeah, the other ones, I think it's like, okay, like there's a few where it's like, okay, there's guys in the area I like. And then there was one was like full on. He's like, I'm just trolling you. I just took him so you couldn't. Uh, so that was a real kick in the sack. And then later in the draft, it's just like every time I had somebody lined up, it was like, well, Zach's going to take him. And then Zach took him. And that was just, uh, that was basically my drafting experience. So I'm real happy that this upcoming one, me, Zach and Armin are drafting together. So uh, I won't feel the, the draft remorse maybe as bad. So, but that one's literally, like, this is a bit of chaos here. We draft at eight o'clock. We're currently recording right now, less than 45 minutes before the draft, just with football and everything that's happening. This is as, as fast as we can get it. So we can produce it, send it out for you guys tomorrow, or I guess for recording today on Tuesday, so we can have a drop on Wednesday. It's been a bit of chaos. So we're trying to get the pedal to the metal so we can get ourselves ready for the draft here. <laughs> It's our charity league draft is starting this evening, but um, uh, I guess with no further ado, we'll uh, we'll get into it here. Insiders and headliners, uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting one. There's some some things that happen, like some cuts and a little here and there, but there's also some big ones, and I think the biggest one, J.K. Dobbins, unfortunately, was one of my keepers in the league, and that just seems to every time I put my name aside, a, a running back, he goes down to an injury. <laughs> uh, Cam Akers now J.K. Dobbins, but J.K. Dobbins tears his ACL. Carson. What's that, Dermon? I said, watch out, Carson. Yeah, just you stop talking. I'm just gonna stop talking about Carson for a while and hopefully stays healthy. Uh, so Dobbins tears his ACL the last preseason game. Um, that I mean, if you watch the play, it didn't look great. There are skeptics. They're like, okay, well maybe he's gonna be all right. We'll check out uh, MRI the next day. Yeah, uh, the suspicions were. We're confirmed torn ACL, so he will miss the season. Makes that running back room a little more clear when we were talking about our our Tinder darlings there a the couple episodes back. We were kind of fading him a little bit just because of 
the uh, the running back room. But now all of a sudden, maybe uh, the Gus bus is going to get a little more love as we continue through the draft season. Um, I think, was it you, Armin, or was it uh, Zach that called this one, the Sony Michelle trade? I can't remember. Someone, I think somebody called that one. Or, I think Wait maybe, a minute, Zach. Yeah. Yeah, so somebody said Sony Michelle being traded to the Rams was kind of maybe an ideal landing spot, or maybe not even traded, but picked up after a cut. But the Rams end up trading for Sony Michelle for a sixth-round pick, conditional potentially a fifth-round pick in 2022, uh, helping kind of solidify that running back room. Henderson's been battling with his own injuries, so they needed a little bit of help on that back end. So picking up Sony Michelle is going to help Henderson carry the load, I think, a little bit. And they're hoping maybe they can get Sony Michelle from the was that 2018 postseason, whatever that was, where Sony Michelle just carried the load? Yeah, um, 2018 end of season postseason, he was dominant and looked like he was going to be RB one there, and then suddenly he fell off the map. Yeah, just couldn't stay healthy, the poor guy. A um, couple other ones here talking about health. My goodness, Tennessee Titans—they're having a COVID nightmare there, and they're—they're they're not new to this. Last year, they were kind of one of the teams that were one of the super spreaders, I guess, but. Um, right now the total, I think is at 14 and counting, uh, Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback, uh, once again, one of the guys we've been hyping up on the podcast and goes down to maybe not an injury, but COVID COVID illness, obviously going to miss some time. Then Mike Vrabel head coach. And then obviously a big list of other individuals, uh, not great. Uh, hopefully everybody can get healthy and the, we don't start the season off with some COVID hiccups, but that's something definitely to be monitoring as we're going forward. So. Um, a couple quarterbacks got locked down. First of all, uh, Armin, you called this one, New Orleans. Oh yeah. Jameis Winston, QB one, you called it. One hot take already in the books confirmed. Yeah. Th- that one in the Cam Newton one kind of wash each other out. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for Cam. <laughs> I, I want to cheer for the guy, but Hey, it still can happen. It's might not be in new England. <laughs> Uh, another QB one, uh, got a couple of them, I guess. So Denver declares Teddy Bridgewater. I like that one a lot. I think that's going to make a big difference there for the, for the receiving room in, in Denver. I, I think I like Teddy a little bit more than, um, than what else they could have been going forward with, especially when they had the one game with no quarterback, obviously, but, uh, I I'm a fan of Bridgewater. I think he can carry the load and, and I don't think uh, Locke is very special and maybe people disagree with me on that one, but, um, and then the new news that dropped this morning, another QB one, Cam Newton has been released. We'll mention him in with some of the cuts, but, uh, uh, Zach, this one, he was dialed in. Unfortunately, can't be here to discuss this one, but maybe he can't be here cause he's just too damn excited. And he's out celebrating that, uh, that his boy Mac attack is dialed in as the new England Patriots quarterback one to start the season. We, uh, we talked about that Armin. What was that? Two episodes ago or no, it was our, um, our uh, SAS certified episode there yeah. when, when Zach was talking about Damian Harris, we're like, Oh man, Damian Harris. If, uh, if all of a sudden they make that QB transition and they made it, it's right in the middle draft season. So hopefully today we might be able to get him on a uh, decent value, but well, a couple, and- couple talented drafters in our league, but I don't know if we'll snake them. Yeah. The, uh, the leagues that I've drafted already for me, went to go look at Damian Harris, even before Newton was officially cut and, he was already getting swept up there. Like guys are kind of in the know there, I think. And you got to be one foot ahead here with Harris. So you might, if you want him and you think he's going to be a good, good guy, you might have to reach for him a little bit past his ADP because other people are starting to 
push that ADP a little bit up too. Yeah. And if you sent, uh, if you've already drafted, start sending out some rapid, rapid uh, offers, I think, because you could probably get them on the cheap in a trade right now, like within, I mean, within reason, obviously. Um, but I think he's got, definitely going to outperform his ADP as we enter the season, just because of where mm-hmm. he's been drafted throughout the year so, so far. So <clears throat> um, a couple other quick ones here before we uh, mosey on into our segment here, our transition segment. Um, Noah Fant, we're talking about Denver. So Noah Fant uh, has been battling a left leg injury already. Uh, he battled injuries all last year. He was a breakout candidate last year. His name's been thrown around as a breakout candidate again this year. I don't see it. He's starting as a, starting injured already. Uh, maybe now with the Bridgewater transition, maybe that will help him a little bit more. I don't know, but uh, it's not looking good for a middle round tight end Noah Fant right now. So he's going to be off my draft board altogether. But um, Especially with the receiving core in Denver. Up yeah. and coming here is supposed to be so good, right? And and Fant is he's a great uh, tight end. Don't get me wrong, but he there's a lot of targets there in Denver now. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think Judy's gonna have a big year with uh, Bridgewater, but we'll yeah. see, we'll see what happens. We had a hot take. Fits him perfectly. Him. Fits his play style perfectly. I'm glad I didn't uh, fire sell him at the end of last season. But, <laughs> I should have uh, thought him. Yeah, I tried to, but it didn't work. Uh, Canadian tight end. This one's a little bit more closer to home. Maybe not making the headlines and news, but he, uh, close to home Canadian tight end, Luke Wilson signs a one day with Seattle, just so he can retire with the team that he spent the duration of his career with. So he will be retiring after eight seasons. So congratulations to Canadian tight end, Luke Wilson. Um, and then we're going to rapid fire through some of these, maybe mention if you want a couple of these Armin, but, uh, some of the releases slash cuts that were released in the past couple of days. New England, Cam Newton. We talked about that one already. Detroit Lions with a thin receiving core already. They cut Brashad Perryman. So maybe that's just showing that they have a little bit of faith in uh, who they have there. And then they just picked up uh, a late round receiver from Denver as well. Uh, Washington football team cuts Peyton Barber, who just consistently snakes the red zone targets. So that might be able to help you out there to solidify a little bit of clarity with the running back room with Washington. New Orleans Saints cut Deontay Freeman that was kind of just a safety pickup I think but yeah uh, no surprise there Philadelphia uh waving carry on Johnson off the injury reserve that one kind of sucks for you Armand and <laughs> Carolina uh waving Will Greer so anything there that jumps off the page for you or <clears throat> nothing huge uh the the worst one for is carry on Johnson I think yeah. he probably had the most potential out of those guys to maybe make an impact this year who knows, maybe he'll end up on an RB needy team at some point. He, he'd come cheap, a lot cheaper than like trying to pick up Gurley or Bell or, uh, or Freeman even for that matter. Yeah. So who Talk knows there? That. Talk about a guy that just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. Poor guy, but, poor guy. He had a lot of potential. Yeah. And I was I, telling you the other day how like you look up his stats with uh, protection of the QB <clears> and he's one of the highest rated in pass protection. So that can definitely find you a roster spot. If, if a team is in, in need of a third down back for sure. Um, yeah. I wanted to kind of go back to the Baltimore backfield there. One name that people should be watching here is uh, Tyson Williams. He had an extremely good preseason here. He's already jumped justice Hill in the depth chart. Um, and we know that uh, Baltimore wants a little bit more speed than Gus, right? Normally with J.K. Domins being mm-hmm. there between the 20s back. So um, 
Edwards gusts the bus is definitely his value has increased. He's probably going to be the bulk of the carries, but look for that um, Tyson Williams to be maybe that Gus Edwards world that everybody was looking at that, that will still be a little bit fantasy relevant here. That's a good call. That might be a good pickup before week one happens. Cause he might be the waiver wire burn in that week one, you know, where you're spending your entire waiver. So yeah. that might be a good pickup before the season starts burn whoever was your 16th round pick or 15th round pick get rid of them pick him up stash him see what you got and then all of a sudden already you have him up in dynasty <laughs> exactly like he's not too many people are going to be throwing that name around so if you can pick him up and hold on to him and all of a sudden you got a rb3 that you got for free kind of thing right it's like maybe even rb2 yeah. depending on if he's going to fill that dobbins role it's it's a tall ask but I mean, anything's possible in the world of football, right? Especially at the running back position for a team that likes to share the ball. So, yeah. Um, so let's get into this here, Armin. Uh, so this is our last episode before we start our full in-season segments, where next week we are preparing for week one, because next is our last week off. Next Thursday, the season starting, we are into football. So um, we're going to have our last one here, and we're going to put our money where our mouth is. We're going to put some we're going to call our shots, and this is our bold prediction episode. So we are going to try and predict who we think is going to win each division. Uh, we're going to try and predict the offensive rookie of the year. Obviously, for fantasy football, we don't really care that much about the defensive rookie of the year. But for fantasy football, we want the offensive guy. Uh, we're going to try and pick who wins the NFL MVP at the end of the season, uh, not the Super Bowl, just the regular season. Then we're going to try and predict our Super Bowl matchups. And then we are going to try and predict our Super Bowl champions. So uh, maybe we'll come back on this later on. And at the end of the season, we'll see who got the most right. And maybe we'll spin the wheel at the end of the season, Armin. This is going to be a <laughs> long one, but we'll, uh, we'll see what we got. So <clears throat> we'll start with Armin. Uh, we'll start in the AFC. And we're going to start with the AFC North. So as we get started here, just give me two seconds. I'm going to pull up my sheet. So maybe you're going to tell me, uh, Armin, who do you think is going to win the AFC North? I have Baltimore down. I know it was a down season last year for Lamar. Um, they know that. He knows that. He's going to be coming back even better than he was last year. I predict maybe even up to his 2019 standards, maybe a bit better passer and not as uh, rushing dependent. So I'm picking Baltimore here back, back in the uh, AFC North seat. All right. Um, so, First, just a, just a heads up for those of you at home that uh, maybe aren't familiar with the divisions. AFC North is obviously Baltimore, uh, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers. So I should have mentioned that maybe beforehand. I kind of forgot. But um, for me, uh, AFC North, uh, I went with the Cleveland Browns. And if you I asked me this too. a couple of years back, <laughs> you'd think <laughs> I'd be smoking, smoking crack or something. But uh, the Browns, man, their defense is uh, their defense is looking really good. They have a solid run game, and Baker Mayfield is a pretty good game management quarterback who uh, actually showed a little bit of spunk in the last uh, last season there. So uh, I think the Browns are going to surprise some teams, and I think the Browns uh, are going to win the AFC North. And just so you know, at home, the Ravens are currently the favorites to win that at plus one ten. So. The Ravens are the fans to, or are the uh, um, favorites to win the division. So uh, AFC South, Armin, who is your AFC South team? All right. For this one, 
I wanted to go. Oh, another, hold on, I'll tell everybody at home. FC South Texans, Colts, Jaguars, Titans. I wanted to go Colts here, but I went with the Titans. They're even better than last year. Um, they should have a bit better defense, and their offense should be humming with the addition of Julio Jones. So t- Titans is my pick for the South. Yeah, I uh, I went with the Titans as well. They're uh, they're the favorites at minus one fifteen. Uh, I think with just Derrick Henry and and uh, it's just too many horses to cover, like you said, too many receivers. The horses, uh, their defense is still kind of a bit of a question mark. Um, the Colts, maybe if Wentz is healthy and off the COVID IR and ready to go, and maybe that's going to bite me in the butt because that was kind of a coin flip. But uh, yeah, I'm with the Titans as well. So they yeah, are Colts the is favorites. who I wanted to go for dark horse on that one. But yeah, I didn't pull the trigger. Go with the favorites <laughs> minus one fifteen. Yeah. Um, all right, next one, AFC East. <clears throat> AFC East is the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets. Who did you take for the AFC East? I'm going <laughs> vanilla again with this one, and I went Buffalo. Yeah. Um, you know, like that offense is just too good, and they had a few additions this summer, depth pieces to it. If they find their run game, that offense is unstoppable. So, Buffalo. You know, the funny thing is, you look at the um, you look at how I read that. That's actually what the odds are too. The favorites are Bills, then Dolphins, then Patriots, then the Jets. They actually have the Dolphins ahead of the Patriots currently, which is pretty bizarre. Uh, I think that the Patriots. Uh, well, we all agree that I think the Patriots are going to bounce back in a big way, but to still have them as third in the division, I think, is kind of crazy. So it, yeah, this it's is pretty- that division is getting stronger. Yeah, they're that's uh well we'll get to the next one here i think too there's a couple that i think are just not even fair especially when you look at the nfc west but um i went chalk too i'm i'm taking i'm taking the bills too they're uh i think they're a force to be reckoned with especially when we start getting some fans in the building again and get it rocking and i think josh allen the stud there i I think they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with so going chalk i'm going with the bills again um and the last team in the afc armin uh the afc uh where am i going here sorry i'm afc west afc west we have the denver broncos kansas city chiefs the oakland or sorry las vegas raiders almost said oakland there and then uh the los angeles chargers so um i'm assuming we want chalk on this one unless you're going spicy but who do you have for the afc west yeah, Chalk. It's hard to argue against Kansas City in that division. I don't think any team can measure up to them yet. It's a good division, don't get me wrong. Like, all those teams are actually pretty good teams. But you, it's Kansas City. Like, Yeah, they're, uh, they're the favorites by minus 250. I think they're actually one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl right now. So, I um, when I look at this, like, I – I don't know why a little bit of me really wants to say the Denver Broncos. Like <laughs> I know some people are saying chargers and if, especially if Herbert can make that step up, the chargers defense can stay healthy. They're going to give a run for the money, but man, the Broncos are so freaking good. Like their defense is probably, I would argue one of the best in the league. Um, their receiving core is one of the best in the league or potentially could be one of the best in the league. I should say they aren't, but they have a chance to elevate themselves and get better. Uh, they have, a very proven veteran running back and then an eager that's looked pretty good running back rookie. And now Teddy Bridgewater isn't elite by any means, but he's definitely a feasible quarterback. 
So I, uh, I'm going to peg the Broncos to make some noise, but uh, yeah, I got to go chalk. I think KC is definitely the team to beat, but yeah. I'm going to put you gotta feel bad for the teams in that division. Like they're all up and coming. They're all good. Like yeah. Las Vegas is getting better. All three, all three other teams, but you, they just can't keep up with Cheetah and, and Mahomes and Kelsey. Like it's and ridiculous. If the Raiders could draft, I think they would be pretty good. Like, <laughs> Look at the misses they've had in the last couple drafts. And I mean, there's no such thing as a guarantee, but when you like your guys, you call your shot. And I don't, I don't know if there's any teams that have had more misses in the draft than the Raiders have in the last couple of years, but they need to, they need some rookie running, uh, ru- sorry, rookie receivers to make a big step and they could, they could make some noise, but I don't think they have the the hat to hang on, you know, or the, the, the hat that they can hang on their defense, like the, like the Broncos do. So no. But so they're kind of the lone wolf, I think, in this division yeah. outside looking in. But um, so it gives a quick recap. <clears throat> I have the Bills, Browns, Titans, and Kansas City coming out of the AFC. You want to give a quick recap there, Armin? All right. Yeah. For the mm-hmm. AFC, I have the Ravens, the Titans, the Bills, and the Chiefs coming out of the AFC. I went very offense heavy. And just to click little spoiler for the nfc i went defense heavy for the nfc interesting i uh i think we might actually well i went pretty chalk here i think well i shouldn't say pretty chalk i have a couple of a uh, couple shake the things up a little bit but uh we'll, well get the last the- two divisions are a tough one to yeah pretty- we'll uh we'll get to the nfc here so we'll start with the uh the nfc north we'll start with our start with our boys uh <laughs> I don't think there's going to be, well, maybe there is. I don't know. But uh, NFC North, uh, who do you got there, Armin? Uh, all right. So I win my boys, Minnesota Vikings, taking the oh, NFC North. Man. Now, oh, I know man. that one's not a chalk pick. Everyone's probably going Green Bay there. Might be a bit of a homer pick, but you know what? I think we got all the offensive weapons in the world enough to overcome Kirk Cousins' uh, incapabilities. And Minnesota is typically a strong defense. They had a lot of players missing last year. Hopefully their defense is back up to snuff this year, and they have a strong offense and a strong defense. They can win in all phases of the game if need to be Minnesota. Homer. Well, (laughs) at at plus 280, I'm taking Detroit Lions. (laughs) Maybe for my long shot bet, but yeah, I can't take the lines here. That's uh plus two eighty is pretty good odds. It's like uh, it's like they say if anybody gives you three to one odds, you always take it. Hey, so for, for the lions, it's good odds, I guess. Yeah, plus two eighty. Maybe I'll put twenty bucks down and we'll see what happens. But I'm taking Green Bay. Um, there hasn't there's nothing that's been shown that they're gonna get worse. Uh Aaron Rodgers is obviously gonna be slinging the ball and trying basically go out guns a blazing and uh and try and put another little trophy trophy in the in the in the trophy room for himself whether it be an mvp whether it be a super bowl super Bowl mvp whatever he can try and put on his resume there i think i think the green bay packers are going to be a force to reckon with and uh it looks like aaron Rodgers has something to prove this year so um i am going to take the green bay packers to come out of the nfc north unfortunately but i'm still going to put 20 bucks on the lines at 280 yeah they're 2800 i guess not even 280 so that's a big odds hey anything can happen you know you see jared goff's comments he's like why not us i'm like hey like let's relax a little bit i mean we're in the hat today but let's relax a little bit jared goff 
Um, next, let's go with the uh, NFC South. NFC South, who do you got coming out of there, Armin? Uh, That's both. So, so everybody's at home. Just in case you didn't know, I forgot to do this. My apologies. NFC North is the Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings. And then the NFC South, which we are just about to do. The NFC South is the Falcons, Panthers, Saints, and Buccaneers. All right. This one, I didn't want to pick them, but I had to. I didn't want to be vanilla, but Tampa Bay. I don't see any conceivable way why any of the other teams in that division are going to leapfrog them. They came back with all their starters. They're only getting better because they have more cohesiveness together as a team, and that's huge in football. So it's Tampa Bay as much as it hurts to say. Yeah, this is a lock. That's Tampa Bay. Like, there's the Falcons aren't going to compete. The Panthers, maybe, depending on they can stay healthy and if Darnold can make a leap. Their defense still isn't very great. Uh, the Saints, they don't have any offensive weapons other than Kamara at the, mo- at the moment. Um, I mean, well, like, Winston looked pretty freaking good. He, he looked yeah. really good. But who's he going to throw the ball to, you know? Like, you're not going to you're not going to a lot of ball games when you don't have elite weapons uh, in the offense there. So, um, and obviously, like you had already mentioned, Buccaneers are returning the entire roster. So, it's that's going to be tough to compete with. And when you're the Super Bowl champions and you bring the whole roster back, it's – yeah, it's, uh, it's scary. That I don't think anybody's going to be touching them in the NFC South. So I, I'm also going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady, man, the guy doesn't get old. He's, <laughs> he's just elite. <laughs> he looks younger than he did in his uh, 20s. When you look at the pictures from him and his draft, and like there was a, I watched this thing. It was like a video as it went from like the, his draft year to what he looks like of him aging. He like, he legit looks like Benjamin Button, man. Like he, yeah. he trims up and gets more fit. Like he was like thick when he got drafted and then he just like trimmed up and just got lean and looks younger. Like it doesn't make any sense. Hey, it's an inspiration to me. I could make it into the NFL <laughs> at 30 and still play for 14 year career, which is better than most people. So you, you just got to eat veggies, man. <laughs> the guy doesn't eat meat. just a vegetarian. Just, just eat plants. Yeah. No, I, I'll get my NFL dream. I'm eating steak. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, more yeah, exactly. Uh, I gotta, I gotta be able to barbecue in the summer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> NFC East, Armin. NFC East, the Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Washington. If there's a division that is up for grabs, I think this one's it. So who do you think, uh, who thinks coming out of the NFC East? <clears throat> yeah, this one is definitely up for grabs. It was a hard choice. I think I'm going spicy here by saying Washington. Um, they have the best defense in that division. Um, Fitz magic does magic and they have some pretty good offensive weapons to help them out with. So um, they seem like they could be a complete team that could compete and uh, win that division. So right now the Cowboys are favorites by, uh, by plus plus one fifty. Like that's their, that's what the odds are for the Cowboys to win the division, which, um, their defense needs to make a big leap, I think, if they are going to do that. They have the offensive weapons. But last year, they had to score, was it 55 points or 50, or 50 points a game so they could try and win a ball game? Like, their defense was one of the worst in the league. And that's an obvious reason why us as fantasy players are targeting the Cowboys so much is because we want offensive weapons. We want teams that have to put up big numbers, right? And that's why a lot of people are targeting the Cowboys, why they like Dak, why they like CD, why they like uh, – 
uh, why they like Zeke, why they like, even they're taking shots at tight ends, why they like Amari Cooper, you know, like I'm tr- well, even yeah. Michael Gallup in deeper leagues, right? Like you're trying to get every potential offensive weapon on teams that are going to produce a lot of points. Kansas city, they cost a little more Cowboys. They don't cost as much, but their offensive juggernauts, you want pieces. Uh, but I don't think their defense has made a big enough leap to be able to help them solidify this division. Uh, I'm going with you, Armin. I'm going to take the Washington football team. I think that offense is going to make a significant leap forward. Their defense is elite, like you already mentioned. I'm a big Fitzpatrick fan. He airs the ball out. He's great for fantasy. Terry McLaurin is scary Terry. He's going to make some <laughs> big plays. He's, uh, he's very, very talented. And Gibson's going to make another step forward. And obviously with the addition of Curtis Samuel, that's just more weapons in an offense. Um, so when you don't really necessarily have to rely on the offense, you can just kind of take care of the ball, let your defense do what they got to do. Uh, I think Washington is, uh, is one of my favorites to win this division. So you say a little spicy, well, maybe I'll jump on the spice train with you there. I'm, I'm taking Washington football team as well. Yeah, it's never a good sign when uh, a team's every single offensive starting player is considered a good fantasy asset. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> that, means, that means your defense is probably the worst in the league. Yeah. Uh, last one, last NFC team, NFC West. Who are you taking, Armin? All right. Oh, sorry, uh, NFC West yeah. is the Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, and Seahawks. All right. Well, sticking with that defensive train that I have all the way through the NFC here, I went with the Rams. They have the best defense in that division. Their offense should be even better than it was last year, not that it was a bad offense either. They they had a great run offense. Their passing was okay. It was mediocre, and that passing game should be way better now. So they're a complete team. They're, they should take this division easily. I think they were the favorites for a while while they still had acres and then acres went down and then 49ers have been the favorites to win that division for a while at plus 180. Um, yeah. But look at the 49ers as an example here, as you don't need a elite running back necessarily to have a good ground game. Yeah. You need a good offensive line and the Rams have shown in the past, they have a pretty good offensive line. Yeah. And they have the addition of my favorite quarterback in the NFL, Matthew Stafford. So I'm jumping on here. This might be a Homer pick just because I'm a big Matt Stafford guy. So I'm going with the Rams with the arm and we're three out of four here. Another, uh, <laughs> uh, now we're on, we're on the same wavelengths. It's good. Thing just we're the Homer pick. Together. We're drafting together. Same wavelengths. We're dialed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like the Rams, the Cardinals, man, they didn't look good this preseason. They were one of my favorite teams to make a, make a jump, but man, they just, like when they when they had their ones in, like you can't read too much into the preseason, but when you watch the ones, when they're rolling with the ones, Arizona did not look very good. Like they just didn't look polished. They didn't look ready to go. So unfortunately for a team that I was very excited to see and hopefully make that leap. And I know we're both, uh, we're both quite big fans of, of the weapons they have there on the offense. And I mean, he's, he's your, he's your QB one. Isn't he like your rankings, Armin, this year? Uh, I had him pretty high up there. I didn't have him quite QB one. I think it was two or three. Okay. So regardless, like we were, we were fans of the Cardinals, but um, 49ers and yeah, with the QB dilemma they have there, who knows Ben's like, even if they make the transition to Trey Lance, I still think they're going to be good, but I just, I, I like the Rams a lot and I think they're going to make some noise. That's like, uh, I, and I wouldn't also, like I said, I just want to see, I want to see uh, Stafford succeed Seahawks. It's, 
who knows? You know, like Seahawks are one of those teams that they kind of just like, how do they finish nine and six every single time? It's like, why, how are they nine and six right now? Oh, nine and seven. Oh, 10 and 10 and six, 10 and whatever it is, nine, seven, the finish. And it's like make the playoffs. And then all of a sudden they go on a run. It's like, they're just one of those sneaky teams. Like you can't really rate the Seahawks off, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm going, I'm going Rams here. Yeah. That that's another close division. Like you said, it's, it's a toss up, but I think the Rams are the most complete team. For sure. I think that's the toughest division in the entire NFL. Yeah. Like you look at NFC North. Okay. No. NFC West, we just did. Yeah, that's if NFC East, not a chance. NFC South, no. You go back to the American, you go back to the American conference there, the AFC, AFC East, okay, pretty competitive, depending what the Jets want to do this year. So three out of four ain't bad. AFC West is very competitive with the Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. AFC North, Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers. AFC South, Jags, Texas, not really. So, I mean, you look at a handful of these teams and they're uh, like, I, I still, I honestly think that that's the most competitive division is yeah, the NFC it, West. It's a team, it's a division where every team in that division is a playoff caliber team that you wouldn't want to meet in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with you because, and the chances of them, two teams making the playoffs like they did last year, because the Rams made it and Seahawks made it right. Because the, the wild yeah. card. It's possible, but man, they just beat the hell out of each other all season because they're so good. You know, like you look at yeah. a couple of those divisions where it's like, okay, we're playing well, depending on what the Texans do this year. If Sean plays or not, whatever, I still don't think they're gonna be very good, but that's a rest week in, in NFL terms. That's a rest week when you're playing yeah. the Lions. That's probably gonna be well, I don't know. Uh, Campbell, Dan Campbell saying we're gonna beat the hell out of every team, so maybe they'll come out sore. You're still gonna <laughs> squash us by 30, but you're gonna come yeah. out sore, maybe. but a rest not rest week exactly. easy win hard victory yeah exactly the body hurts after but you yeah. earned every inch um a couple left here armin we'll wrap this bad boy up we got four more to go through here uh we got okay. offensive rookie of the year we have the nfl mvp we have the super bowl matchup and then your super bowl 56 champion so uh call your shot who's your rookie of the year this year all right i went with qb because that seems to be the trend in the NFL, usually, right, with, uh, well, I guess Jefferson won it last year, but um, any starting QB generally is in that uh, of the year conversation. So I went with Trey Lance because I think he has, he's probably going to have the best record out of any of the new uh, QBs, rookie QBs this year. His rushing upside, along with the cannon of an army, has is is gonna make him put up some pretty decent statistics too. So the statistics, along with the record, is gonna help him win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh man, I had a tough time picking here because when you look at it, so as of right now, there's only well now technically there's three starting quarterbacks that are starting Week One that are rookies, right? So um, right now, Trevor Lawrence is obviously the number one. I think he's at plus three hundred odds to win the. when the rookie of the year and then actually jumping Zach Wilson, like Zach Wilson's like behind by quite a bit, which is surprising because he's one of the actual starters. He's behind all the other guys that aren't even technically starters at this point. Right. <laughs> it's Cause um, he's a jet. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's hard to be an MVP when you're on a, not a great team, but, um, yeah. but now uh, the, uh, the Mac attack, he's number two right now for potential MVP, which is so crazy because they literally just announced him as the, uh, no, as the starter for week one, like just today. So, 
Um, but I'm going deep down the rankings a little bit here. And I'm going contrarian because with so many rookie quarterbacks, um, I think everybody kind of wants to go cute because I think the likelihood and the, and the percentages or the percentile or whatever, the odds are in the favor of the quarterbacks. But I threw him on the wall for a reason today. I'm going with Najee Harris. Um, I think he has potential to be a league winner. I think he has the potential to be a bell cow back, which Pittsburgh loves and will always utilize. Um, so for a rookie to dominate, it's the easiest for him to dominate at the running back position. Receivers, it takes a while for them to break out. Quarterbacks, it can be a tough transition. Tight ends, year one. Yeah, right. I've already put my, <laughs> I've already told you what I think about Kyle Pitts year one. So you can get out of here at that garbage. So for a running back to, for a rookie to really shine, it's the easiest at the running back position. Uh, and at plus 850, Najee Harris to win rookie of the year. Uh, I like those odds. So I, I would, uh, I'm going to bet on Najee Harris rookie of the year. A little contrary and a little deep down the, deep down the rankings there, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Um, NFL MVP. Who's your, uh, who's your MVP of the NFL season, Armin? You know, this one, I have to be consistent. I said at the beginning, Baltimore is going to win their division because of Lamar Jackson is going to be better than he was last year. He And maybe just as good as his 2019 form where he won an MVP. So I'm going Lamar Jackson is going to win the MVP. He's going to be a better passer this year and teams won't be able to stop him. He'll look like a stud Jackson. I had a hard time with this one too. Um, I really wanted to go Aaron Rodgers again. Um, and just cause I think he's going to light the league on fire just because he's like, yeah, like this is why you let me do my thing. But, um, I'm going to say NFL MVP is going to go to a guy that all arguably should have won it this past year. And that's Josh Allen win the division, make some noise in playoffs. That team just snap your fingers and didn't get better overnight. It's because one individual put the team on his back and got significantly better at his position. And that was Josh Allen. Uh, so I think that uh, the bills are going to make some noise again this year. Uh, and Josh Allen is going to carry the load. Uh, and he is currently sitting right now at plus 1400 to potentially be the NFL MVP this year. Uh, so if I believe in the bills, that means you believe in Josh Allen. Uh, so I am going to try and predict Josh Allen as the NFL MVP. Uh, he was uh, my second or third choice. I yeah. Think. Aaron Rodgers was kind of like, the, mm, do I think he can go back to back? I wanted to do it, but then <laughs> I, uh, I changed my mind last second. So I had that thought too. Ooh, Kenny, Kenny. But. Yeah. And well, Green Bay, we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay, Super Bowl matchup. NFC versus AFC. Who do you got for your matchup there, Armin? All right. So I continued that Baltimore train. They are making it to the final and they are going to play the Rams. I put Baltimore versus the Rams. Oh, man. Okay. And then who do you, who are you saying is going to be the champ? Might as well go in a row here. All right. So I. Ball 56. Here we go. You know, defense usually wins championships. So automatically, you automatically think the Rams, but I think Baltimore is a team that historically has better defenses. So they're going to find their defensive footing in the NFL playoffs, and they are going to come out as the Super Bowl champions with a underestimated defense and a strong offense. So are, 
is it going to be like the last time they won the Super Bowl? Is the power going to go out again too, Armin? Do you want to double down on your bet, the over-under? <laughs> over-under the power going out again? Uh, odds are pretty low, so no. <laughs> yeah, hammer the under. Um, my Super Bowl matchup, uh, I already talked about the Bills. Uh, I think I'm putting a lot of money in the Bills here to take the AFC. And whether they win the division like I'm anticipating them to or they sneak in with a wild card, I think they have an opportunity to make some noise. Uh, they just just qu- didn't quite sneak in there this year. Uh, so I'm going to anticipate this upcoming season for them to take another step forward. And the Buffalo Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl. And just like Armin had mentioned, uh, they are going to play the Los Angeles Rams. I think with that elite defense, with supreme coaching, and with a bump up at the quarterback position, I think they are primed up and ready to make a run um, and try and finally get that um, Super Bowl that they let slip between their fingers a handful of years back. So, uh, and then my Super Bowl champions put the money where the mouth is LA Rams. I'm taking the Rams. Matthew Stafford, congratulations. Good for you. We'll take the late draft pick. Unfortunately, we, we got some draft picks for him, and it's going to be a late one, but. Uh, I would love to see, love to see Matty Stafford win a, win a Super Bowl, hopefully win the Super Bowl MVP. Congratulations, LA Rams. That's what I, that's what I would love to see. I still might shed a tear, even though the Lions didn't win, I might shed a tear. Bills or Ravens as the AFC against the Rams. That would be actually a pretty good Super Bowl. I think. I think it'd be entertaining. Yeah. If it gets to that, that's going to be a good, good game to watch. Okay, here's here is something. Okay, this is completely off the docket. Armin hasn't even doesn't even know I'm gonna ask him this. Um, would you rather? I saw this on I can't remember which uh, which Instagram or Twitter or where I saw it, but would you rather win every single one of your fantasy leagues, or would you rather your NFL team win the Super Bowl? Oh God. Um. Uh, I guess I, I was going to say the money of winning all the fantasy leagues would be pretty hard to pass up, but I could put money on Minnesota winning. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'll I go, uh, I'll go Minnesota winning. It has just... never happened. I've won fantasy leagues before. I'll yeah. maybe win them again. Hopefully, probably Minnesota. I want to see you win. Let's go. Yeah. I think I got to agree with you. I've never, I've never seen it. And I probably will never see it. Detroit lions win the super bowl. And if they do, I will cry. I will be a grown man crying in my couch, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think I got to go with the lions here. Like we're a fantasy football podcast, but I mean, I've, like you said, we've, we've won leagues before we have opportunities to win leagues, but uh, oh man, to see the lions win and just at yeah. plus two at plus 2800 <laughs> odds just to just to win the division can you imagine what the odds are for them to win the super bowl right now it's got to be the second best odds i would think <laughs> you'd be coming away with a lot of money hey i'm putting 20 bucks down i'm gonna do it right now i'll put 20 <laughs> bucks down let's go detroit lions let's win the super bowl yeah i will retire maybe not. <laughs> 20 bucks might not get me there but the odds are gonna be sweet yeah, it's better than that 5% you got with your new position. <laughs> yeah, touche, touche. <laughs> um, all right, so I guess that's uh, that'll do it for our bold predictions here. Unfortunately, we couldn't have Zach on this one. Maybe maybe we'll throw our bold predictions on the Instagram so Zach can get in involved with this one with us still, and uh, we can still involve him with the uh, the wager wheel spin too. But uh, any anything to mention here, Armin, before we uh, before we send this send this one away and prepare ourselves for the next episode of the fantasy season? 
Well, thanks everyone for continuing to support us, continue to do it, continue to like it and subscribe, download. Um, actually, yeah, really download on the podcast that lets us know rather than just streaming it. And good luck in your fantasy seasons, everyone. I hope we gave you some good advice that helps you in your, your league. Absolutely. I'm just going to piggyback on Armour. Thanks, everybody. First of all, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for sharing everything. This has been episode number 17. And next week, it's fantasy season, everybody. Let's get it going. Um, One last thing. Check the socials. We have a big draw coming up here. Free draw. See it on Instagram. DJ Moore signed jersey for the NFL kickoff on Thursday. It's going up on socials this week. So go ahead and share that and get a chance to win a signed DJ Moore jersey little sneak peek there for the folks uh anyways that's episode 17 thanks for listening everybody on behalf of armin and zach who's not here and myself jordan Carey, thank you very much for listening to the 306 fantasy football podcast good luck in the draft this week everybody